Welcome to this episode of Creative Mind. I'm your host, Bobby Brill, and in this podcast, we talk with art director and illustrator, Crystal Lauk. An alumni of the Academy of Art University, Crystal began her art education as a fine artist, but after a pivot, focused on digital illustration. And it wasn't long after graduation from the Academy of Art that Crystal took the leap to start her own digital agency and began working with some of the biggest names in Silicon Valley's tech world. In our conversation, Crystal tells us about her journey to San Francisco and shares some insight into what it takes to be successful in the world of illustration, branding, and marketing. And be sure to check out the show notes for links to the blog, more information about Crystal, and more information about the Academy of Art. Now enjoy our conversation with Crystal Lauk. I do have to warn you, though, you know, Chuck, again... You know, we talked to Chuck Pyle the other day, and he did say again that, you know, when he retires, you're going to be the first person he probably calls to take over his position. I'm I'm flattered. I just don't know if that's my uh, that's my journey, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yes. you know, you can always retire. All right. So that's tell cool. me, you know, we had talked before and you kind of came to art school. You had a kind of big paradigm shift in w- the type of art you did and mm-hmm. how it's changed. So, so um, you know, you came from Arizona? I did, yeah. Okay, so what, what was the art scene in beautiful Arizona like? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, kind of non-existent. For me as a teenager, you know, I think every everything obviously was going to... I was really into Juxtapose magazine and okay. High Fructose and okay. actually a lot of the influences that came out of the Bay Area, ah. um, that that kind of surreal pop art scene, you know, I was really into into that. I was really into punk. And, and so I think that kind of like formed a lot of my artistic, you know, identity, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing up. And it was just kind of like Arizona was, um, it, you know, kind of an in spite of, <laughs> you, you, you know, sort of a, sort of an environment, I what, guess. Why are, did, were you born and raised in Arizona or? Well, I was born in New Mexico, but my family didn't spend too much time there before we moved uh, so, to Arizona. So sunset paintings to sand paintings. That was the, the journey from New Mexico. Well, I will say I was, I loved a lot of the like Native American okay. influences yeah. and stuff. I think I'll take that to heart. <laughs> The, the desert is actually really, really beautiful. I do miss it sometimes. They have amazing thunderstorms. I miss okay. that. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, why, were, why were your parents out there? What was the... Um, well, my dad was an engineer okay. and he uh, got a job at uh, Medtronics. Um, yeah, my mom's a teacher. Oh, okay. So. Okay. So you, somebody was there kind of letting you do your art. And not freaking out that you were drawing, looking at weird magazines from, you know, the weird No, I kept a lot of that hidden, (laughs) actually. I grew up in a very kind of conservative uh, family. What what, what all were you hiding art-wise? I mean, I guess, like... (laughs) What I was really into, like the Sex Pistols and Distillers, and the, yeah, and weird electronic music like okay. Square Pusher, and um... so then what? Um, you know, in that journey as an artist, what is it that you wanted to do art-wise? Well, I think um, my art journey really was a way to kind of express like all those like crazy emotions and feelings you have when you're a teenager, you know, and it's just a place to like 
put them. I think what therapists will call it self-soothing or something, right? Um, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate to to that. They get into art because um, because it's a form of expression and and uh, and a way to kind of compartmentalize things, you know, and it, without band without boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can do whatever I want to do as long as no one sees what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. But it just, you know, allows you to kind of make sense of the world. And obviously that's kind of the, in my view, that that's the purpose of art, whether it's, um, you know, commu- communicating for a, for a company or uh, or yourself personally. So what kind of artwork were you doing at that time? Were you were you doing um was it like juxtaposed? Was it that surrealist stuff or what what was your what was your big your big pieces? Yeah, it was a lot of those kind of surreal. Okay. Yeah, I was really inspired by like Salvador Dali okay. and um I yeah, I loved a lot of the surreal work. Actually, I just unearthed some of the stuff a couple of days ago. I was like, wow, a lot of fashion illustration too. Which, really? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I've seen some of your work and it does a lot of illustration in your work particularly does have this surrealist kind of deconstruction vibe to mm. it, especially the tech stuff now where it's, 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 it doesn't look you you have to look you're only supposed to look at it for a short time, but it does have something totally different and a different way of viewing something now. Oftentimes, it's like an alternative world, right? Okay. Um, that yeah. that people kind of exist in, and maybe that's kind of the the surreal parallels there. Because okay. yeah, I, I see I see a lot of of, of tech illustration, and it, it's 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 everyone's trying to put their Blade Runner spin on it, but it's still bright and happy and and fun. But it's like, wow, yeah. that's some weird, creepy stuff in there. <laughs> but it looks good. It's 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 a fascinating. Yeah, and somehow it's always positive too. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> Did you go straight into art school, or when you graduated high school, or was it? a longer journey? What were you looking to do? It was a much, much longer journey. Um, I, <laughs> well, okay. So I, I really wanted to go to Pasadena Art Center. Okay. Um, my parents said, well, they didn't like my boyfriend at the time. They said, if you break up with your boyfriend, we'll put you through Art Center. And I didn't believe them at all. So I didn't break, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't break up with my boyfriend. <laughs> And uh, and so I went to Arizona State University okay. with a uh, major in painting and okay. minor in English literature. I think like a couple years in, I was just like, what am I going to do with an art degree from a public university? You know, just a painting, painting. Right. And um, Painting's tough. I have a degree in painting and it's like, now what? Um, do I just show up at a museum? <laughs> and they put myself on the wall. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. I think what I was realizing was that I need to make some kind of commercial sense of, you know, of what I was doing. Sure, I was in this program where I was able to do all this, you know, crazy surreal art, you know, like I, I liked doing. Um, but I had this huge interest in illustration and animation. And um, and I and I knew that if I if I wanted to actually make some, you know, some decent money and a decent living, I needed to make this commercial. Um, and so I started looking around uh, for illustration programs. Um, and yeah, at the time, um, a boy a boyfriend 
uh, came from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, he grew up here. And so we went on a road trip like, a couple times here. And uh, one time we, we kind of ended up at the um, – Oh gosh, the spring show. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the, uh, the the academy's famous big yearly right, spring right. show. Right, right. We ended event. up at the spring show, and you know we had never really heard of Academy of Art before until we walked in the spring show. And we're like, oh my gosh, like this is the kind of work that we want to do. That is and a pretty intense event. It is pretty great. And you know the work just was really, really, really good. And yeah, we were very impressed. And we saw that it was you know it was a lot more of a reasonable cost right oh, yeah. <laughs> then sure. uh then some of the other private art schools and so we're just like okay we're gonna make this happen oh wow just yeah. just like that just after seeing the the output yeah it, it really I, attracted i remember you. that day just just like it was yesterday you know we went to the spring show afterwards we grabbed lunch at the brick house in soma <laughs> right okay. um and and we just looked across from each other and we're like, we're going to move here. We're going to do everything it takes to oh, wow. like to get to San Francisco. It's a long story after sure. that. Um, and involves pretty much uh, me living with my uncle to try to save up money, which oh, wow. really didn't pan out. <laughs> and so, uh, so you had to go. So you decided you wanted to come here mm -hmm. and then you had to go back to Arizona for a well, while or we, just kind of bounce around. Well, and anyway, wait, my uncle happened to be in Southern California. Okay. It's all, you know, it's all like early 20s, you know, people's decisions that don't exactly make sense. A right? couch is perfectly <laughs> fine to sleep on. Yeah, yeah, I can exactly. live in my car. It, right, right, exactly. So, so lived with my uncle for for about a a year, trying to save up money. Finally, got like fed up with that. We're like, okay, we're just gonna do it. Sold my car, which was just enough to maybe like get us going for you know three months or whatever. Wow, <sighs> so you you it was it was make or break. <laughs> yeah, and we lived in a hostel for a bit until we found a uh, studio. I just knew without a doubt this is what I wanted more than anything in the world. And this is where I was going to build my career and have a chance. And um, yeah. So what was that first year at the Academy like then? It was really hard going um, because I needed to work full time. What were you, what kind of work were you doing? We just I I uh, I was a sales associate at Cost Plus World Market. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Retail no, is perfectly no. good. Yeah, it was it was a great job and it was really lenient for the times that, you know, I needed to um you know, do my classes and whatnot and I worked around that. So that was so that was good. But it just meant that I had I had no no free time, no time to chill. Yeah. You know, it was it was either going to school, you know, going to work or or, you know, doing assignments. You were started off as an illustration major. So was it yeah. mainly computer work or were you was it from the ground up? Yeah, it was a lot of those charcoal life drawings. And oh, so you're having to do studio time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So doing those yeah five, six hour classes. What, what did you like about illustration as opposed to painting? I what I love about illustration is it's 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 a little bit more like democratic. You know, I feel like it's it's very approachable. Um, it's something that anybody could come up to and 
and and not feel in- intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people might be intimidated going into a gallery or whatever and trying to interpret art, whereas like illustration is um, is just a lot more approachable. It's a lot more just to the um, to the point. There's illustration and then there's design, and mm-hmm. they seem like two different camps, two, two different ideas. So you have a graphic designer. Yeah. And they may hire an illustrator. Yeah. Um, what what attracted you to the design aspect of your illustration or what you were seeing? I think what attracted me was how can I pare my illustration down to its like simple, most minimalistic form that still really communicates because that's that's like the that's what you really want to get to is is communicating an idea and i found that as a really exciting challenge is how can you tell the most with as little as possible okay um and i thought that was really i thought that was really fascinating um especially you know paired with with design you know in terms of you know, if you're, if it's, if it's a designed web page or, you know. Designing something that's ultra simple, is that an easy process to get it to that simple form or is it very difficult, do you think? I think it's even more difficult, um, you know, and, and that's something that actually that kind of challenge that I was really inspired by works with what I do now um, in product illustration where you're working in a tiny little space that's, you know, not even half the size of your phone and you have to communicate a very abstract idea um, with just, you know, with just that space. So how do you do that? You can't, you can't clutter it with a lot of things that are flourishes that you, I think that you see or a lot of people, um, kind of think of, you know, when they think of illustration. I mean, what attracted you to that style beyond just the simplicity of it? Did it, did it ring true to you? Was it something, because it seems very different from the work you were doing. Yeah, I know. When I was thinking back, where we're talking back about high school and doing all the surreal kind of stuff, um, I think what attracts me to it is um, you're kind of building this like different world right and that's kind of like what every every brand is is um building this building this world that appeals to different sects of people okay different demographics right and and so you know all of that kind of has to do with like the mood and the style and you know and um right and there's actually like an odd amount of 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 freedom in that you know when you're building this kind of whole system and this is kind of the exciting thing, you know, illustration having a place in branding because, um, you know, people put a high value on on brand. You know, that's the identity of the company. That's how you get people to buy your product is because they feel this connection, you know, with with uh, with their brand. It's it's very tribal, right? How did you learn that? How does an art student really start to understand that idea of people's emotions. How, how do you learn that? Or what are some of those steps you're taking to, you know, have, dare we say, empathy toward a customer in your design? Um, I, I think empathy is kind of the right word for it. While you're designing things, so you kind of have to look and see, 
you know, does the does this appeal to me? Does that pull on my heartstrings? You know, or um, I think when you're, you know, when you're trying to illustrate something that has a particular personality, um, you kind of have to just like yeah, get into the that feeling. For like Thumbtack, for example, was one of my clients. Um, in creating their brand illustration style, you know, a lot of the topics that came up was like, we want this to feel collaborative. Um, we want this to feel trustworthy. Um, you know, so one of the aspects for trustworthiness, for example, was we can't have everything kind of feel messy and all kind of all over the place. We want something to feel structured okay. and um, and feeling like we'll support you, okay. um, right? So we kind of had this idea of having a lot of these kind of shapes piled on on each other, almost just kind of how like a process of a project goes. Okay. We kind of wanted to put a little empathy in there, like, you know, a project always, like, isn't always perfect from, you know, from point A to point B. And so, you know, sometimes these these building blocks are teetering a little bit. But because the style is very, very clean, very geometric, it has, like, a trustworthy element to That's it. a lot of story to tell in, a, in, in simple graphics. Yeah, but these are all kind of things that you have to think about. Okay. Um, and then on the collaboration aspect, um, we, you know, we wanted to make sure that the the professionals who um, who use the website to to get work look no different than the people who hire them. So you know, so okay. that kind of speaks to collaboration. These are the kind of things that companies are are looking for. Okay. You know, these are the the things that they need solved. I think illustration, particularly for brand and and, and marketing. Um, is like, yeah, how are you, how are you telling this story that reflects this company's identity and personality and, you know, all that. What's that process you go through when you're trying to discover the personality of a company or the personality of what you need to illustrate? Well, a lot of the times a company will have, you know, obviously like their mission statement and, um, a lot of you have to you know get an idea of how what their user um who who their user is um and uh and a lot of times even in um you know they'll have like brand guidebooks right they've already kind of thought about this on a on a on a different level on like what what words best describe their okay. brand. Okay. So how do you how do you take those words and how do you inject that into something like illustration? Any illustration projects you got we're just like I don't think this is make this 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 idea is just not going to fly. I did have a uh, a a project where um what they ultimately what they ultimately wanted felt like it would be a disservice. Okay. to to what they were trying to sell um you know they wanted so it was it was like a um it was a hardwood flooring company okay. for example and they wanted a very kind of surreal kind of illustration with like dripping floors and so i'm like you have to put you have to push back and i think a client will will value you if you're like if 
if you, if you really push back on something for a good purpose and you and you explain to them, you know, concisely like this is why this is not going to work because the alternative is that I just you know, couldn't care and just do whatever they wanted. And that's a disservice to them. It's a disservice to Yeah, me. and that's that's a paycheck that is not gonna bring any value to anybody at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just becomes a paycheck as a paycheck. I think that's just a lot of the challenges like coming with running your own business. So let's take a quick break and let me ask you this question. Are you looking for the right school to get in-demand skills in creative industries? You are invited to our upcoming interactive online open house, where you can learn about our over 40 art and design programs, admissions, financial aid, campus life, and more. Our admissions team will also be available via online chat throughout the event to answer whatever questions you may have. RSVP today at academyart.edu slash podcast. Because when you graduated, you started working right after graduation? or In my last year of school, I was working at that digital boutique agency. So three months in, uh, they turned the internship into, uh, into well, almost, almost a full-time opportunity because I was still doing school. So I was juggling both of those. Okay. Um, and uh, near graduation, I was invited to the – I got – uh, a few works into the, the spring show mm. um, and was invited to industry night. That's the big, big yeah, where all these kind of potential clients and companies, you know, come and view students' work and you have the opportunity to talk to them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready. I'm going to soak this for all, you know, it's yeah. worth. And um, and so it was really awesome. Chuck Pyle um, got me an interview with Facebook. Oh my gosh. And that was sweet. And they liked me and they put me on, um, actually, like, yeah, quite a quite a bit of work. Uh, now, was that a full-time position or was, was that a, a... That was a contract. That seems to be a new way of working now. There's freelance work where you get hired for the final product. Mm -hmm. And then there's contract work where mm -hmm. come in and do cool stuff until we... But yeah, it's a it's a very curious thing. Um, you know, and I guess there's, there's pros and cons. Um, it's kind of just a way for companies to be able to kind of just like in terms of like headcount, just have a no certain number of headcounts. And a, a lot of this kind of affects their stock, right? right. Um, and so they can kind of, you know, get people in when they need to and then out the door <laughs> and we're, we're, we're done with you, you know, and like not worry about benefits and stock options. Did you do a lot of contract work? So just to kind of like rewind just a little bit back on getting that job with with Facebook um, and then around that time, um, I, through my network, I ended up getting another freelance gig um, from Uber and uh, and so, yeah, so I kind of jumped the boat um, like from the agency and started doing my own thing okay. and I did that for about a year. Um, doing that and kind of supplementing with graphic design. And uh, yeah, I definitely um, was like, yeah, I'm going to build up my freelance. This is this is great. Um, 
but I had always really, really loved Google. Okay. And so when that um, full-time contract position came up, then it's like, yeah, okay, I'm taking this. Because that's, a, I mean, that's a different, it seems like a very different job market here in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, where I think a lot of illustrators and artists think, oh, well, you're going to graduate and then you're going to do freelance work, kind of piecemeal, one-off or or small projects, mm-hmm. you know, even larger projects, you know, there's my logo and I work at home. Right. But here it, it, it's a different, you're dealing with a different type of company. I mean, there's different aspects to it. I think, I mean, there are a lot of successful, you know, freelancers and I, I'm, I'm, I was doing a pretty good job of that. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's that more kind of full-time contract contractor, uh, that big companies tend to hire out. Okay. Um, and then employees, which, um, you know, there's a lot of great, uh, you know, brand and product illustrators that are, you know, at Facebook and Google and what have you. So that's definitely like a, a an avenue as well. But you went even further than that. You threw it all to the wind and said, I'm going to open up my own agency or what would you call your company? Yeah. So I call it an agency, a boutique agency. It really came out of a need. So after I I left Google, um, I started freelancing again. And, you know, at first it was, you know, it was it was sparse, but then like work started really, really picking up and um, had, you know, started having a lot of ongoing clients and more work than I could handle myself. And at the same time, I was having a lot of people say like, how do you, you know, do you do animation surfaces as well? I was like, I don't have time to (laughs) learn animation. Um, And I had kind of kicked around this like agency idea, like, man, there, you know, I see this kind of little gap in the market Uh of, um, for for an illustration agency, you know, versatile illustrators who can illustrate to different brand styles, um, and, and, uh, and service these, these clients. Um, and so a friend of mine who actually, um, who actually is an alumni at Academy, uh, David Lance, okay. um, he was like, I'll be your guinea pig. Like, I would love to work with you. And, um, and so, uh, one of my clients who had been needing animation, um, we're like, yeah, we'll take it. Um, cause he, wow. uh, he had always, he, he learned some animation skills and oh my gosh, that, I mean, that first project, we really just, we kind of winged it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be on like the kickoff call and be like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but you know, it, it worked out and the client was really satisfied and they came to us again and again and again. And so that just kept on happening. Um, and then, uh, and then so I got a couple more contractors uh, under the agency, and I was looking for more, too. So if there's any illustrators out there that's, you know, interested. So when you, so have you gone and set up a brick and mortar, or are you kind of a virtual agency? Oh, no, we're you... so scrappy. <laughs> I mean, so David is in Thailand, you know, for okay. example. Okay. Um, and then, well, and then one of my guys, uh, he's in, he's in San Francisco, another one at Emeryville. Um, and yeah, so we all work remotely. Mm-hmm. It's the power of 
um, you know, video conferencing yeah. and Slack. Uh, you know, one day, I think that's definitely in my like five year plan okay. is to open up a, a brick and mortar and, you know, have have a team of, tw- you know, 12 people or so. And what were some of the things that you learned either at school or along the way that really helped set you up for that? I think just the attitude of like, when you see a glimmer of an opportunity, just jump on it and and like and put in your all um and i think yeah i think a lot of that just the sacrifices that i made along the way i think a lot of that kind of built up some resiliency right where um you kind of now you know to just like fish out whatever you know opportunities and and jump on them and then just take them as far as as you can uh one of my 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 best and ongoing clients uh actually it was uh it was a professor here okay. from uh my branding 101 class oh, and um i had of course you know what connected him on linkedin and then uh, some years later i saw that he started his own agency and then so I was like, oh, I have to reach out to him. I was like, hey, I'm interested in working, you know, working with you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he, you know, he took a good chance on me. He was like, yeah, I remember you. You did some good work. <laughs> and uh, and then we've been we've been working together ever ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. There is a paradigm shift that happens once mm-hmm. you get your diploma and wake up. Okay, now what? What 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 advice would you give to a student? A network is is a really really strong thing. A network of not only illustrators, but um, you know, find out where honestly find out where your potential clients hang out, um, and and be very transparent about what you're what you're after. Um, I think I think people actually respect that that kind of honesty. I think just being very, very attuned to to seeking out opportunities because they'll they'll be there and you'll miss them if you're not paying attention. Um, you know, I was I was giving a, a, a given a pretty good ride because you know the the guy that I eventually married, you know, he was in in tech and he introduced me to this this network of of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in the beginning, I was really intimidated by these people. It's like they speak a totally different jargon <laughs> than I do. This is weird. Um, I could have just been in that place and be like, okay, I'll, you know, you're intimidating. I'm just going to, or you could rush in and, and like, and look at, look at something as an opportunity. And that's kind of what I, what I did. I saw that. Um, oh, this is something that's really viable. I'm seeing that um, that this this illustration in tech is is picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to jump on this. And I just felt like it was just making sure that all of those kind of um, right scenarios were were in place. Were was there something you were doing different in your thinking? Like straight out of college seeing that illustration was starting to, you know, be peppered around, uh, you know, um, product and tech and, and that there was, there was a bubbling interest in that. I think being in tuned and seeing what's, what's actually trending and what's actually picking up 
is really important. And then seeing where you can you can build that network around around that so you can get those opportunities from people. Because, well, that, yeah, okay, well, the whole thing is all about relationships, building those relationships. Because, I mean, that does, like you're saying, you're know, seeing what's trending, which always seems scary to a lot of people, especially yeah. if you're an artist, like, I don't want to do what's trending. I want to do my thing. But there's that, that, there's that difference between what I want to do mm-hmm. and what someone's going to pay me to do. There's no easy answer for that. Um, <laughs> I think you just always have to walk that fine line. Obviously, you have to love what you do and be passionate about it. Um, but at the same time, that is kind of the reality that um, that you do have to kind of keep up with, with what's current, uh, but not lose your soul in it. What, what are some of the, the things you've learned really helped set the stage for your career going forward? There's a really great community of illustrators here. And I love it because, you know, we get together and we kind of get to share all the kind of the pains and the ups and downs of, you know, of of being an illustrator and 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 so just kind of having that place of understanding. Um, and then there's also just seeking out people who can who can help you. For example, you know, this is kind of their first time, obviously, you know, building this this agency and and I think it it doesn't it doesn't ever help you to feel isolated in something. So, you know, something that I've been doing is reaching out um to other people who are kind of doing a similar thing. And like, hey like mentors you, or Yeah, yeah, mentor or just getting just getting advice, you know, from people. Even if you guys are kind of on the same kind of platform you know, you'll be able to share things that the other hadn't thought about. And it, it, and it's kind of interesting because you think, wow, why would people want to do that? Like, aren't you guys in competition? Right. <laughs> but, um, but that's, I think that's not the case. I think generally just people want to help each other out. So. No, I, I yeah. think that that's, you bring up a great point because I think a lot of people do that. It's like, I don't want to tell people how I do something. Well, it's like, well, you know, that doesn't really matter. You still have to work with people. Right. I think we're all just like better if we empower each other, mm. you know, and I think if you if you help someone someone out, you know, if, if they're if they're good, they're, it's going to come back to you. You know, it's, it's karma. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to do that. You know, we do have to we do have to be nice to people. It's yeah. it's you know, it's a strange it's a strange requirement sometimes. <laughs> So what about, uh, what advice can you give to, to students on probably a more important aspect as opposed to what to do after graduation? Mm-hmm. What to do that first time you get a job? Um, so this is really harsh, but like don't make excuses for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see that. I see that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like the most frustrating like, thing in the world because it's just like you're, you're holding yourself back, back you know, that's all. That's that's all that is. So like procrastinating or just, uh, I can do that later or I couldn't do it because of this? Yeah, yeah. Or just kind of like, oh, that's not really my thing or, you know, so I'm not going to work on that or blah, blah, blah. Like, I think, yeah, you kind of have to like just keep an open open mind and, and, and be, um, you know, be accommodating mm. and, uh, yeah, and, and just just take just do good work do good work and love the craft with all your heart be a hundred percent into it 
Well, that was our conversation with Crystal Lau. And if you want to contact her directly, please check out the show notes and blog for her contact links as well. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. On the next episode of Creative Mind, we sit down with Julie Downing. If you've ever been stuck babysitting or have kids, then you've sat down with a children's book and read it over and over and over again and said, wait a second, I can do better than this. Well, in our conversation with Julie, she's going to break down her over 30-year career as a children's book illustrator and author. And she's going to tell you it's not as easy as you think. And it's a great, candid conversation. So before we go, we want to ask you one last question. Have you ever dreamed about a career in art and design? As more and more art and design career opportunities arise, employers are on the hunt for the next generation of talented and skilled creative professionals. At the Academy of Art University, you will get the work-ready skills that employers want. You can study on-site in downtown San Francisco or anywhere in the world with our online programs. To request info about our 40-plus areas of study in art and design, including game development, fashion design, photography, UX UI design, just visit our website at academyart.edu slash creative mind.